to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast, reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and this is for Season 5, Episode 5, which is for The Wire Season 4, the fourth season of The Wire on HBO. Uh, just a quick note on this, it is free as I'm recording this, 2021. And uh, if you're in the UK and you want to watch The Wire Season 4, which you'll need to do before you listen to the rest of this episode, because there will be spoilers in here, uh, I'll be talking about my kind of impressions the first few minutes and that, but uh, I will be getting into uh, spoilers later on, which will mean, you know, character deaths, what happens to people, that kind of thing. So uh, just just be aware of that. But uh, if you're in the UK, at least, which is where I am, and you would like to watch Season 4 of The Wire, it is available on uh, Now TV or Sky. Uh, so if you want to go and watch that. But uh, it gets taken off sometimes. It gets put back on. So if, you, if you're if you listening to this a couple of months later. Which is when it will be getting released. Uh, it may or may not be on there at the time. But uh, just look out for The Wire on, uh, on Sky. Because of course the HBO deal as well. Uh, let's get into my impressions. Uh, talk a bit about the wire while I've got some uh, got some wine with me. Um, it's white wine, just in case anybody's wondering. Um, I thought this was a fine season of television. Uh, a bit, 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 a bit like a fine wine itself. A, a fine season of television. Um, I thought that it had. Some interesting things that were going on. There were certain plot lines I didn't really care about as opposed to certain others. Because there's about five different plot lines or so. Four or five different ones which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, I do think that the last four episodes, so 10, 11, 12 and 13 roughly, kind of saved the season for me. Not that it was like, you know, completely going down the drain or anything. I mean, a bad season of... not even a bad season... An average average sort of good season of The Wire is still a pretty good season of television. You know, if you look at some other shows that are sort of lower tier, and you look at some of their more average seasons, they're worse than some of these seasons of The Wire. Uh, I think this is the second worst season of the show. I still think that season two is the worst, season one is probably the best, and season three is probably second. So from best to worst so far, uh, one, three, two, sorry, one, three... Four and then two uh, is how I'd kind of rank them. Obviously, I haven't seen uh, season five yet, but we can do a full kind of rankings once I've done so. Probably in the next season of Classic Reviews. But uh, I just want to get into the main reasons as to why I... uh, Just pacing-wise, I felt like it took me so long to watch this season. 
Um, just just for kind of a note, I think it took me about a week and a half, maybe two weeks, to watch these thirteen episodes, and they are about fifty six minutes each. Some of these episodes, I didn't look at the time link for every single episode, but. 13 hours of TV can feel like a lot, both as you're watching the season, both after you finish the season, and before you started the season. Because um, the first couple of episodes for Classic Reviews was like, you know, of this season was like Tom and Jerry, they're like 7 minute little episodes. A couple of films, you know, Superman, Batman, uh, Night of the Living Dead, fairly easy to get through, you know, ar- around about 2 hours or, or just under that kind of thing. And then I jump into this, which is like 13 episodes, and I'm like, pfft. Okay, it's a lot. I I mean, look, look, the the Wire is one of the best shows on TV. Um, I st- I don't actually think now a lot of people look at the Wire, and end up saying like, okay, th- this is one of the best shows of all time. I don't think it's consistently good enough to be considered that. To be honest, I think it's a great show. I really do think it's a great show, but being at that sort of top top tier of television. I don't quite think it's up there. At times it feels like it is. Because it has some really good moments. In some very good episodes. Um, but yeah. As, I, as I've kind of said before. More is not always better. With, with television. It's interesting at the moment. As I'm recording. Because we're in the uh, second half of the season of One Division. And uh, what's interesting to kind of note. I've, I've kind of talked about this a little bit before. You look at The Wire, season 4. I, th- I think all, all four of these seasons are 13 episodes. And then the fifth and final one is 10 episodes. So you've got 13 hours of content times by 4. And then you've got the fifth and final season which is 10 episodes. They're an hour each. Uh, you look at something like Mandalorian or WandaVision. J- just for a kind of note. These sort of 8-9 episode seasons that are about 30 to 38 minutes in length roughly. And throughout all of this season of WandaVision so far, everyone's been, or a lot of people have been kind of saying, oh, these episodes aren't long enough, I want more of it. No, no, that that's not going to make the show better. I feel like with The Wire, that's one of the things that holds it back from being better. I was watching this season, and I was on episode like 6 or 7, and I was like, okay, i still got a big chunk of this left to watch. Um... That I will always stand by until another show proves me wrong, and maybe Breaking Bad is the exception. Thirteen episodes is just too many. Um, I I mean, I remember when the Netflix um Marvel shows were happening. You know, Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, and all those ones, and they were about thirteen episodes each season. You don't need more than ten episodes to tell your story. If you're taking more than thirteen episodes to tell a story, especially when they're an hour each. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a lot. It is a lot to kind of get through. Um, and you just don't need that many episodes. I feel like you could probably chop three episodes out of this season. Um, not just like taking three episodes out. But if you like edit down a couple of the episodes. Maybe you can like. Maybe you then end up with ten hours of TV instead of thirteen. It's just a little bit too much. Because I remember. Because I only finished the season today. I literally just finished the uh, 13th episode. And I'm in here recording. Um. I remember as I got to about episode 10 or 11, I was like, okay, I still got like two or three left of this thing. And you kind of could see, I don't want to call the wire predictable because it's not, but I could kind of see like, okay, this thing with Marlowe and this other, you know, this other plot line and the plot line with the school and the plot line with everybody else and like the, the mayor and the school crisis and the, uh, it's just, uh, you don't need... 13 episodes and it it bugged me a little bit so i just want to continue to put this message out there if you're enjoying a show that is short if you add more episodes or longer episodes 
it will not make the show better. I, I, I can almost promise you. Now it depends on the show, but I can almost promise you that. Um, but that was my that was my big main issue with this season of The Wire, uh, and it kind of hurt the pacing a little bit. It hurts the uh, and I felt. I, I just want to point this out because this, this is obviously specifically for the uh, fourth season of The Wire. I don't recall feeling that with the other three seasons. Um, now maybe they're a little bit long, but I really felt it with this season. I really felt like it was just a little bit too long, and that you just didn't need it. Um, so yeah, but that that's my main big kind of negativity. Uh, I got a couple of other negatives I want to get to. I do have some positives that I'm going to get to, but those are going to be more like character specific and that. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, pacing wise, it does hurt that. It does hurt the structure of the season. I do talk about structure a lot in shows. I don't know that people, some people necessarily realise how important structure is for to a television show. There's a lot of times I was watching this fourth season of The Wire. And I was really getting into certain scenes. I was like, I can't wait to see where this goes. Cut to something else. And I was like, okay, okay I want to I wanna get back to what that was. And, um, I, I, just, I don't like when shows do that. I really don't like when shows do that. And I suppose when you've got, I mean, how many people are in this cast? 20, 30 maybe? There's there's quite a lot of people in, in this uh, particular season of The Wire. Uh, and I do understand that, you know, because you've got what? You've got the school, like the main actual teaching in the school. You've got the street corners of Baltimore, which is still obviously the, the kind of, the, that's kind of, that's gonna, that's the main part of The Wire to me. Is, you know, the, the on the streets kind of thing. Whether it's actual drug dealing or people getting shot in the face like they were in this season. Or the police pulling up and arresting people. That to me is the main part of the wire. Then you got all the politics stuff with like the mayor and all that. That was the thing I least cared about was all that plot line. Uh, then you've got um, like Bubbles. He had kind of like his own little side story in a way. So that there's four plot lines already. And I'm sure there was one other one maybe. Um, there was that kid with uh, with his mum. There was a lot of screen time there. I wouldn't count that as his own plot. But yeah you had the school. You had the streets of Baltimore, that's what I'll call it. You ha- had the um, Marlowe and Omar rivalry. Then you had Bubbles' plotline. And then you had... Um, I mean, there was there was other political stuff aside from the mayor. Because you had kind of the pre and post sort of election thing going on. Um, so that was, that was a thing as well. But... I just yeah there was there was so much I understand when you've got a lot going on and you feel like you need more episodes and it, this isn't like a me trying to discredit David Simon or whatever I think he's a very good showrunner I did watch his other show called The Deuce uh, which had three seasons which was very very good as well uh, those by the way are eight episode seasons so just a just a little note on that uh, at least the last one was anyway so um. But yeah, there was just a lot of times where like the school storyline was kind of kicking on a little bit more, or bubbles, something was happening to him, and it was kind of kicking on a little bit more. And then you just keep cutting away to other things. Shows have got to stop doing that. It really irritates me. <laughs> it really does irritate me. Uh, Titans is the worst for it. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and compare the wire to Titans. I'm just talking about structure. It's so important that you don't do that. I mean, I don't know how many other viewers kind of get annoyed by that sort of thing. But to me, it just really kind of... When I'm sitting there and trying to settle into the episode that you've made. And trying to engage myself with the characters and the story and kind of what's going on. Especially with something like The Wire that's so kind of intricately connected. And there's so many little details, so many characters. 
it doesn't help me to get immersed when you're constantly cutting away to other things. Um, I think there was even a, a scene in, in like a middle season episode where uh, the the guy who gets nominated as the as the mayor or elected, sorry, as the mayor, he was doing some like leaflet hands out in the streets or something. Then it cut to a, a bit of the school, I think it was, and then after about um, I think twenty seconds or so after that, um, sorry about that, yeah, after about twenty seconds of that, um. You then cut back to the mayor, and I was like, "Why did? Why can't you just 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 stay on one scene?" It really does irritate me. I don't think the structure was awful for the season, but it really did irritate me. Uh, me just trying to sort of get settled into the season, and like, yeah, just I don't know. I don't think that it. it uh, I think in terms of structure and pacing and kind of like stitching the show together, if you will, I think this is the worst so far in terms of that. It just, it just it just cut away so many times. So, anyway, we'll take a quick break here, uh, and then I will need to get into some of the specific characters. Cause I've kind of talked about some plots here and there, but uh, there's a few things to get into. Uh, so I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, let's get into some uh, character-specific things. Uh, so I'm on HBO's website and I've got the cast and the crew listed for The Wire. It's got the main cast and then it's got introduced in seasons 1, 2, 3 and 4. So what I'm simply going to do to make this a little bit easier for my, both for myself and for the audience um, is just go from the top. There's obviously going to be some original characters. Uh, James McNulty is the first one listed. And I'm just going to kind of talk about them as I go through. That's, that's to, to, to me as the person, you know, making this episode, that feels like the easiest way to me, for me to do things. Because what I was going to do 
which I think would have been worse, is scroll down to season 4, talk about who was introduced, and then talk about who's connected to that. But then I feel like I'll just be scrolling up and down this page, so I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see how this goes. But uh, we got the characters listed here. Uh, speaking of McNulty, um, it's interesting I mentioned earlier about the last four episodes to me kind of save the season, because that's to me where he actually kind of came more into the story. Um, I didn't like the sort of backseated um, thing that they were doing with uh, McNulty this season. You didn't really see him in the first half of the season. There was maybe bits and pieces of his character, but it just, yeah. Um, the Wire's got this interesting way of telling its story where each season so far has not been, not, not like an anthology type of story, but almost like a sort of... I mean, there's there's connective tissue, obviously. Excuse me, between the four seasons, but you sort of got this situation with the wire where like they really are kind of their own separate stories. Um, and there's no, there doesn't usually, at least from what I'm trying to remember for the previous seasons, be any sort of like okay, season cliffhanger. Um, will carry this thing over to the next season. Um, I mean, this this season's kind of a bit of an exception to that because you got the Marlowe, uh, Omar thing kind of going on. Um, but uh, that, that's the only that's the only time I can really think of when the Wire hasn't like wrapped up its story and then kind of started something new in the new season. That's not to say you can just kind of jump into any season and watch whatever you want. You you, you will need to start from the pilot and obviously go forward, but. Yeah, I didn't really like what they did with uh, McNulty. He's one of my more favourite characters. And I'm glad he came into it more at the end. But, yeah, I just didn't quite uh, didn't quite like what they did with him early on. To me, he's still kind of... I mean, is he the main character? You could kind of argue that maybe he is the main character. But, um... Just uh, just didn't quite get on with what they would what they were doing within this season. Uh, Kima, uh, she was the one that found the gun in the car, wasn't she? Um, found, uh... I just meant I just mentioned his name. Now I've forgotten it. Uh, the guy that Omar is rival, bit being the rival of. Um, yeah, she found the gun in in the car. I like what she did as well because that was in the, I think the twelfth or the thirteenth episode. I did watch them today. So, um, yeah, she found that in the car. She did this kind of like hot wiring trick. I don't know anything about that because I don't know anything about cars. But uh, she found that and then found the thing. Uh, I like that she did it as well. Because, again, she was kind of a backseated character. And uh, she was really big in the, in the first season. So, uh, in terms of William and uh, Lester Freeman, I haven't got too much to say about them specifically. But they were obviously in this season as well. Omar. Uh, Omar is one of my favourite characters. Now... I will say to kind of counter that slightly, he does stab that person in a very painful spot in this season. He kind of goes to prison for like half an episode or something and uh, yeah, stabs the um, bottom of a particular person. Now I don't know where exactly that knife went. I mean we know the area but we don't know specifically of what it damaged. But uh, it would have been very, very, very painful nonetheless. Um, I still don't quite get why he did that. Maybe I missed something in kind of the... It's, it's like what I said about earlier. The kind of intricacies of The Wire. There's so many little characters. And then they kind of get mentioned on the fly. And sometimes I just can't quite keep up with that. But uh, I still think he's a really cool character nonetheless. And um, yeah, seeing him still from the other guy earlier in the season was... Uh, was pretty cool so that was good 
Uh, but yeah, Omar is one of my favourite characters. Glad he survived this season. And uh, yeah, he's he's just really he's just really cool. So I really like him. Uh, Ronda, not got too much to say about her. She was obviously involved in the was it twenty two, twenty three people that were like shot in the face earlier this season. I'll talk about that when we get to the particular character that was involved. Uh, Bubbles, I felt really really sorry for Bubbles this season. Um, he was one of my he is I say was he's still alive at least currently uh, is one of my favorite characters in the season. Look, it is the really tragic thing about... I mean, The Wire is kind of a tragic show when you look at it. Overall, like, you know, all the... all the, the, the way that people kind of scrape by in life on the streets of Baltimore... Is, in of itself, very, very tragic. Um, but all, Bob, all Bubbles wants to do at the end of the day is get his trolley... Sell some goods to some people... Make a bit of money... Maybe make some friends... Whatever friends mean on the streets of Baltimore... And uh, and then go home, close his little wooden shack thing, door, the kind of wooden door thing, and go to sleep. That's all the Bubbles wants out of life. And uh, kept getting beaten up over and over and over again. And it was so uh, brutal. It really was. Uh, I'm just glad that he didn't die. Because obviously he tried to, did try to, uh, unfortunately, hang himself in that cell, didn't he? And they got him down in time. Why, by the way, was nobody in that cell with him? I mean, he could have been doing anything in that cell. Uh, he could have even... Could he have left? Was it locked? I think it was locked. Uh, I don't think he could have run off. But, like, why was no one watching that cell? They Both the uh, officers there um, just walked out. And then they come back and he's just hung. Um, and I was, I was pretty sad in that moment. Because uh, I thought one of my favourite characters was dead. But uh, luckily they got it to him in time. So... There's that. Uh, you got Cedric. Not got too much to say about him. Uh, Stan Islaus. Uh, not got anything to say about him. William. Not him either. Uh, Leandor was sort of in this season. William was in this season as well. Um, Herc. Uh, yeah, that ties back to Bubbles, doesn't it? Herc's uh, story this season. Um... Yeah, just kept not being able to answer his phone, did he? And uh, the, the ironic thing about that really is... Because Bubbles called that... Um, pastor? The uh, the church... The, the, the reverend, sorry. The church reverend. Uh, and kind of like, you know... Snitched on, it, on him or whatever. Um, but obviously that was, you know... Kind of, kind of fake and stuff. It was interesting that... Herc was able to immediately respond to that, but the other, I think it was three times that Bubbles called Herc, because he basically said, like, hey, look, when you see this guy, this guy's been robbing you and beating you up every single day, uh, when you see him, I'll be there in five minutes, and then he goes to speak to him again in, in the, the second occasion, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, here's some, like, chicken wings and that, which I'm sure Bubbles appreciated, you know. In the in in the brutal streets of Baltimore, and a, any kind of meal like that is always a is always a bonus for those kinds of people, just because they really are kind of living off scraps in a way, unless maybe you're Omar or something, um, who's kind of got whatever he wants, I guess. Um, but yeah, Herc just wasn't able to get there. But then when it was about the Reverend, uh, he was able to get there, and uh, he he got in a bit of trouble for that. We did get the scene, I think, in the season finale montage that he got promoted. Was it? Because he kind of had like that hat with him and stuff. Um, but they were doing like a little montage at the end. So that was cool. I still like Herc. Um, but seeing... Uh, what was his, what's his name? 
What's uh, Seth Gilliam's character's name? Should be listed here. Uh, him and him and Seth Gilliam's character, Seth Gilliam, who I have met in person, by the way, uh, two years ago at Walker Stalker Con. Um, very very nice person. Uh, missed their uh, kind of bromance this season. You got like maybe two or three scenes that were pretty sure, but yeah, the first three seasons of this show really kind of focused on that a bit, and uh, I did really really miss that. I remember saying, I think in the first or the third season, maybe the second season, that I could go for a spinoff with those two. Um, but they were just working kind of separately, and uh, that was a bit disappointing to see, but I like Kirk, I still think he's a great character, he just uh, wasn't always quite able to make the right choice. Uh, Bodhi uh, got shot in the face, which was, uh, oh, Ellis Carver is uh, Seth Gilliam's character's name, he was just, he was listed just slightly further down from where I was scrolling, um, but yeah, I missed the, I missed the bromance between Ellis and, uh, and Herc, or Thomas, um, this season that was that was a bit disappointing i do hope that comes into the uh fifth and final season which is shorter as well um so that was that was interesting but uh i think it was bodie yeah because he's yeah he's the one that got um wasn't he the one that got shot at the end because he was kind of trying to hold his he was sort of trying to hold his own um on the street corner i'm sure it was bodie uh might have been somebody else but um yeah, he was sort of like trying to hold his own, and th- that was that was his fault. Um, yeah, like just 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 standing on the on the street corner and trying to just like hold off everybody. He, he should have just ran off. Um, it was kind of unlu- unlucky death because he was checking his left and his right, weren't he? Because he could see that there was people on either side, and then this guy from his right side just comes up and just shoots him straight in the face. How many times this season did we see somebody to get shot straight in the face? And I mean, like, point-blank range in the face. Um, it was, uh, dramatic, I suppose you could say. Uh, but, yeah, he tries to hold his own, and I don't know, just, just his, his ego there got in, got in the way of his, of himself, because his friend or whatever, uh, walked off at the end or ran off at the end. Uh, but yeah, this guy comes to him on his right side, he doesn't see him, puts one in his head, and then shoots him again, and that's it. You're done. That's that's the tragic thing about this whole show, really, in the streets of Baltimore. What is stopping somebody like any anybody? What is stopping somebody just coming up to you, shooting you in your head, and just just walking off? Because there's no. I mean, there's police around, but they're not immediately there. So like, somebody could come up to you, just shoot you straight in the head, and just walk off, and that's it. Because uh, they they probably won't get caught because they shove the gun back in their either their trousers or their their jacket or just throw it in a bush or something and uh that's it it's it's just tragic isn't it um plus you know if it's a headshot you're also just dead straight away from that so that's a that's a bit of a shame but uh i wasn't massively attached to him he was kind of a big character i wasn't really massively attached to him uh and i do put his death on his own shoulders because you should have just run away like can you really expect when you're in the streets of baltimore to stand on a corner like that not even standing, not even take cover behind one of the cars, like, just stand there and expect, like, okay, you there's two or three people around you, someone just walks up to you and just shoots you, um, that's kind of your own fault if you're doing that on the streets of Baltimore, so, yeah, uh, who else we got here, Roland, uh, the big, of course, um, what was it, the, the teaching thing that we had, uh, he was a policeman or cop, 
whatever uh, in, in the previous seasons. Uh, yeah, he couldn't quite get control of his class, could he, in the first like half of the season. Then started to get through to them a bit more. So that was good to see. Um, that was good to see. But uh, I, I quite liked him. That that school storyline in the first half of the season. I mean, I think the first half of the season up to about episode 6 is really slow paced. Really, really painfully slow paced. And uh, I started to wonder if the show was kind of falling apart a little bit, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, we got to sort of episode 7 and 8 and I could see what was going on. That's what I mean, though. When you get six episodes into the season, six episodes, which is over the half of half of the length of what I suggest that you do, which is ten episodes, when you get six episodes into the season, and I'm like, okay, not much is happening. Yeah, that's six hours of content, uh, and I I know that HBO is used to having this kind of slow burn type of thing. I mean, Game of Thrones did it, but the thing is with Game of Thrones. Those episodes are either 10 episodes, 7 or 6, and for, for the last two seasons. They never went over 10 episodes. Um, so even though you did have the slow burn earlier on, it mathematically gets resolved earlier because you have less episodes in Game of Thrones. Um, so I, I, I just always prefer that. Like, okay, instead of doing this really long slow burn up to episode 6 and then sort of like 7, 8, 9, 10 is sort of like okay I can see sort of where the second half is going a little bit and then 10, 11, 12 and 13 is your conclusion it's just too much but uh, yeah it couldn't get control of his class really in the first half of the season managed to get through to them which was good uh, and I like where that uh, storyline kind of ends and we'll see where it goes for the 5th season uh, Ellis Carver yeah as I said his uh, bromance with Herc was missed this season uh, not too much to say about him specifically obviously there was the, the kid that he was trying to look after towards the end uh, we will get to some of the kids themselves once we get to the season forecast in a minute but um, yeah he's uh, he's cool I really like Seth Gilliam he's a great guy I've met him in person like I said um, and I look forward to seeing more of him in season 5. So that should be cool. Uh, we do have Stringer Bell listed. Of course he died in the previous season. I'm really surprised that didn't get brought up more. I mean Stringer Bell uh, played by Idris Elba. Uh, Luther, Luther himself from the BBC show. Um, was one of the big kingpins wasn't he? For the previous 3 seasons. But he died at the end of season 3. And then... I mean, there's a, maybe two or three mentions of him this season, but I really thought there was going to be a bigger kind of payoff from that, and it just sort of wasn't. So I was, I was a little bit disappointed in that, but uh, I guess the show kind of tried to move on, but you can still reference things from the past. So uh, then we got most of the season two cast from the docks, like Nick and everybody else, so we'll skip over them because they're not in the show. Uh, Chris, of course, one of the people that was blasting people in the face, it was Chris... Partlow and Felicia Snoop uh, Pearson. They were the two that were boarding up the houses, weren't they? When they'd killed those people. Um, I don't know if some of you noticed, but when you get to the end of this fourth season here, um, they do count 22 people that were killed, like shot in the face and kind of not buried, but uh, dumped in one of the houses. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine, like, I just... Walking up to somebody's face like that and just blasting them in the face with a pistol. And the interesting thing is, like, Chris and Felicia. Uh, is it Felicia? F E L I C I A. Felicia Snoop. Um, 
never really showed much emotion ever doing any of it. I mean, I know it's kind of like, okay, this is our job, we'll do it. And this is kind of like um, the thing we're doing on the streets and that. Um, but I don't know. It was just sort of like their, their labour work, I guess. Um, uh, there's a lot of people they just kind of walk up to and just bang and then just walk off. I was I was quite shocked the more and more it went on during the season. Um, I th- I just think that's a that's a I, I, has that happened in the previous three seasons? I don't remember that sort of. I mean, people have been shot in the show. Sure, it's you know the wire. It's and set in Baltimore and that but uh yeah that's uh that was quite something to witness definitely um and then uh what was the other thing that they did yeah of course they started boarding up the houses because you see in the opening scene for season four uh Snoop himself I'm just going to call him Snoop that's his kind of nickname uh buying the uh nail gun itself um and then, uh, yeah, he says, because the guy in the shop was like, oh, this will be good for this and that. And they discuss, like, the power of the gun and whatever. And he's like, oh, so this will be good for, like, taking people down and that sort of thing. Uh, and then the shopkeeper's really shocked. He gives him, hands him, like, cash and just walks out. Um, that kind of did early doors set up the season of what was going on. Because that does play, obviously, a big part. Uh, yeah, 22 people they discovered. Um, I am disappointed. This is one of my genuine disappointments of the season. Um, so you do that in episode one. They kill that first person, don't they? Uh, that was actually with a pistol, silenced pistol. Uh, they cover him with, like, a plastic sheet or whatever. That was in episode one or two. And then the other detectives, the ones I kind of talked about earlier, um, don't discover that until episode ten or eleven. That's just too long. That's just too long in terms of TV. I mean, if you were to look at the overall arc of season four, um... That should have happened by about episode 8. And then you could have two episodes to get to where you get to by episode 13. Uh, and I know I've kept saying like you know it shouldn't be 13 episodes. It should be 10. But it was a, it was a problem for the season. And that was, one of the, that was one of the big big story arcs for the season. And when you start that off in episode 1. You know we're buying the um, nail gun. And you don't have anybody discover it properly. Like the actual buildings and the wood planks that were nailed on and that. Until episode 11. That's just too... That's, I mean, that's... Because these aren't 41-minute episodes of television that will be a lot of time chopped out. These are 56-minute episodes of TV. And you don't do... You don't properly bring that into the season until episode 11. It's just too long. It's just too long. But uh, I found them kind of interesting throughout the season. They recruited one of the other kids, didn't they? Uh, in the season as well. We kind of became a bit, a bit of a villain. But... Uh, I just thought it was, yeah, just every time them going up to somebody, just blast straight in the face with a pistol. Um, and just, just it's just the way they walk off. I mean, you know, when when you're living a life like that in Baltimore, you know, this kind of corner street job sort of thing, you probably get used to it after a while. And I could tell that with Chris as opposed to Snoop, Chris was a lot more used to it. Just thought, oh, like, okay, this is just another guy I'm just going to shoot in the face and just, you know, it's it's part of his life. It's part of his job. So, yeah. But uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, who else have you got? Marlo. He, of course, was in uh, at war. I suppose you could call it with um, uh, with Omar. I found that very interesting. I haven't got anything really to say about Marlo specifically, but uh, 
he was cool this season, I suppose. Um, but I obviously want I want uh, Omar to, to win that fight. Uh, Thomas, uh, getting into my least interesting, least interested part of the season, the whole Mayor thing. I have always now that we're for, now that I sorry I'm four seasons into the wire. I have always been more interested in the uh, corner streets of Baltimore, where thing where the action actually goes down. Uh, I've I've been always more interested in that as opposed to like the poli- political side of things. Now, granted, I I'm not going to sit here and pretend to understand everything in American politics. So there's probably a lot of things that do kind of just go over my head that I don't kind of get much depth on. But uh, yeah, I, I've never really found that interesting. The whole sort of like office thing and politics and like the the, the mayor side of storyline. Because obviously he was in uh, last season, wasn't he? Uh, Thomas uh, Carchetti and I remember saying in the third season like less of him would be good (laughs) and we ended up getting more of him because of course he was running for mayor I understand why he's in the season you know he is running for mayor and uh, that was half of the season as well for him to kind of get elected Um, but I haven't got anything particularly to add to that I I found him slightly more interesting this season Thomas Carchetti and obviously Aiden Aiden Gillen does a very good job there uh, little finger from Game of Thrones. Um, he's also been in other things as well, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, just not one of my more interesting interested characters. So yeah. Um, who else have we got? That's pretty much everybody from season three. Is going to season four characters. Uh, this is where we get into some of the kids. You've got Duquan, um, Michael, Namond. And then you've got Randy, and there's, there's some of the others as well. Um, those are the only main ones that listed for season four. And I can't remember which one it is, but one of them is Michael, isn't it? That starts working for um, where's he gone in the list? Uh, starts working for Chris, and he starts he he starts shooting people in the face, doesn't he? Um, Michael this season. Bit disappointing to see, you know, these kind of young kids being pulled in. I mean that was there was that one kid, wasn't there? Must have been about five or six years old. Uh who was getting involved. He got beaten in the face. Uh there was two people that gonna kinda got beaten to death, wasn't there? I think Duquan's dad who came back, he asked Chris to kinda beat him up, because uh, he was kinda getting in the way and stuff. Um and even Snoop was kind of like shocked by that. Uh, you could see where it was going as soon as they started kicking him in a bit more, but uh, that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, Duquan and Michael, kind of interesting characters. Uh, Naymond was cool as well. Of course, he had his mother that was kind of um, talking about his dad's legacy and that sort of thing, and he doesn't know kind of where he's going to end up and that. But uh, they all kind of got through it in their own way. Uh, less so with Michael, of course, he went to the the dark side, so to speak. It does actually feel. I think there is some comparisons to be made, um, with like Michael kind of starting on the good side a, a, a little bit, and then like if you think of Chris as like Emperor Palpatine, him kind of pulling him over to the dark side. He gets him to. He gets him. To, he asks him to do this favor for him, doesn't he? But like, can you like deal with my dad? And of course, he ends up killing him. And then it's sort of like, okay, he just pulls him in further and further. You can kind of look at that in the same way with Emperor Palpatine and uh, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> with uh, him, him him, kind of pulling him to the dark side and getting him to getting him to joining him, shooting people in the face. Because you see in the season finale as well, um, what was it? Like, he just kind of shoots the guy, walks off, gets in the car, and then 
it's just just it's just business as normal. So, uh, but they were interesting. The the kids this season. Um, I'm glad that the uh, Roland teacher did uh, kind of get get them on his side in the end. Then you had Randy, of course, uh, who was under the guidance in the end of uh, Seth Gilliam's character. Let me just scroll up and get his name again. Uh, go back to season one. Ellis, yes, he uh, of course got frustrated because Randy ended up back in care. Now I don't really kind of get that. Like if a adult is saying to the person in charge at the time, like I'm going to take this this child under my wing, why is that not legally allowed? Because uh, she she said that he has to go through like a three month probation period or something like that. So I didn't really kind of get all the 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 legalities there. But unfortunately, the last that we see of Randy is uh, him getting beaten up by about four people. I hope that he's alive because you can die from something like that. Of course, as we have seen in the show before. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see Randy next season, maybe. So, I mean, a lot of you that have seen season 5 already know where this stuff is going. But, uh, of course, I haven't seen that season. And that's the end of the list for um, characters introduced in season 4. So, that's kind of my the end of me, me looking at the main characters. I know there were some smaller characters, but to be completely honest, it's just hard to keep track of everybody. Remember everybody's name. Remember every, every single little incident. And uh, I think, ultimately, this season season four of the wire it's a case of trying to shove too much into a show and then having to use 13 episodes because you can't like fit it all in either that or you try and make things go on a bit too long i mean if you look at like the school storyline for example you could probably make that two or three episodes shorter make the kids come around onto onto the good side a little bit more uh, or start listening i suppose in the class a little bit earlier. Uh, the bodies could have been discovered like four episodes earlier. Uh, you look at that being started in episode one. And kind of being found in episode 11. That could have been cut back to earlier. All of these issues that I've got. Is to do with pacing and structure. And kind of just, just having too much content. Because um, even like a couple of days ago. When I was on like episode 7 and 8. And I was like. Oh, I've still got like 9 and 10, 11, 12 and 13 to st- still go. And knowing going in that every episode is going to be an hour. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be done with this like anytime soon. So today I just sat there and watched a bunch of them and happened to have finished the season. I actually finished it slightly earlier than what I thought I was going to. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this for the audience. If you're watching any show, and I mean any show, I don't care what network it's on, what thing it's on, what it's about... If you're enjoying a show and it's got less than 10 episodes, don't ever consider that the show will be better if it's more episodes, because it probably won't. Um, I really do promise you that, that if you're enjoying a show that's got less than 10 episodes, or maybe if it's got 13 episodes, if you end up wanting more episodes of the show... That's, I promise you that's not going to be a good thing. I've seen I've seen more than enough examples of shows that got more than 10 episodes. That they are worse because they've got more episodes. And because you've got more content to fill out. And it's either the case where you end up with stretching out storylines. Or you end up with filler content. Now I'm not saying The Wire has got filler content. I don't think it's got any filler content. I just think it takes too long to get to the situation to where it's getting to. And I've already given a good few examples. I've already given at least two examples in this podcast. 
of uh, things that could have worked if they were worked better if they were shorter storylines. Finding the bodies earlier and the whole school storyline. Those are just two examples. I could probably use some more if I thought about it. But yeah, uh, I've always said to people, um, like well, whatever show you're talking about, whoever you are, whatever. If you're watching an episode of TV and it finishes and you think, oh, that was short, just wait for the next episode. If it's a short season, it it just it just means if you're finishing an episode or a season and you think like, oh, that was a short season, that was a short episode, that's because the show is good. That's because the show is making use of less episodes. So if you then add on more episodes, it just means that the writers and the showrunner and everybody, yeah, everybody else in, in the show has got to come up with, okay, we are either going to stretch this thing out or this thing out. Or we're going to end up putting filler content in. in, And I promise you that is never a good idea. That is never a good idea. And I just want to say this as well. And I could probably do an analysing television episode on this. And maybe I will have done by the time this episode comes out. If you're you're a showrunner or a writer or something. Like somebody who's heavily involved with actually making the show. Because obviously the cast they just perform the roles and, and that's kind of it. Um, not to kind of put them down, but they're they're you know they're not involved as much with kind of the writing and where where the show is sort of going. Plus, there's the network that kind of wants the show to go in a certain direction as well. If 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 you if you put a showrunner or a writer or like a producer or a director or whatever in a situation to where they think, okay, we need we've been given more episodes this season, we're either gonna have to stretch this thing out or put filler content in. Neither of those things are ever a good idea. But the diff- the one big difference I'll give to that. Is if you've got a storyline that's quite stuffed. And you want to give slower moments for your characters to breathe and reflect. That is how you make more time out of out of screen time. That is how you do it. Um, so yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, this podcast was way longer than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I finished the season. I've, uh, I thought like I thought to myself. I've maybe got 10 or 20 minutes worth of content. But here we are at 43 minutes. So um, I'm going to conclude things here. I think I've got my point across at the season. I don't think this is a terrible season of TV. I think it's a good season. I think it's the second worst season of The Wire. But a bad season of The Wire is still a pretty good season. Just too many episodes. Things stretched out a little bit too much. Which left me with fr- some frustrations. Um, but. Uh, yeah. That's just that's just where my, my uh, thoughts are at. At the end of this fourth season of The Wire. Uh, look out for season 6 of Classic Reviews as well. And uh, that's where I'll probably be covering season 5. Because. I've not got it in me to watch more uh, to watch another ten episodes at the moment of the wire. So don't don't expect what I'm saying is don't expect season five of the wire to be in this fifth season because I've not got it in me to watch ten more episodes of the wire at the moment. Uh, no, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to save that for later. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot to take in. It is. So uh, anyway, thank you all very much for listening. If you've got any thoughts on anything I've just mentioned in the last 45 minutes, please do let me know. Uh, what do you think of the whole episode season structure pacing kind of thing that I mentioned, which is a big issue here? Uh, what do you think of what happened to some of the characters and kind of people getting blasted in the face with a pistol and how kind of dramatic and crazy that is? Or anything else regarding The Wire. Or anything else regarding Entertainment Talk. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, so let me know what you think of The Wire Season 4.
and everything I've mentioned. I think I'm going to do an episode now, actually, about, like, structure and just everything I just sort of mentioned, but separately, outside of the show, because uh, I do feel like there's a lot to be discussed there. Plus, that episode of Analyzing Television will be out before this episode, so go and check it out. I might record that in a second, so... Yeah, uh, but you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So please check all that out. Um, yeah, that was a lot to kind of get through. Uh, so please check all that out. If you uh, like what you've heard today, I hope that you do, because I just spent 45 minutes on it. Uh, you can support Entertainment Talk and all the podcasts. Uh, there's a few different options for you. Patreon. Uh, the $1, $3 level tiers for instant and ad-free podcast options. Uh, so check that out as well. Sorry, ad-free podcast and review options, not instant podcast. Uh, ad-free podcast and review options. Please check that out on Patreon, the $1, $3 level tiers. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the content that we've got. Either entertainmenttalk.org or the um, iTunes feeds and everything. Uh, so please check that out if you want to. Uh, what else do we have? You can, yeah, social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups. You can use that to let people know about the content that we've got. Uh, Geek Town, the Cut UK, and Geek Town Radio. David, of course, hosting things over there for your TV and film news. Up to date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Uh, so check that out as well. Uh, Bex is streaming daily at the moment over on Twitch. Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, so check her out over there. Go and give her a follow and you'll be notified when she goes live. Uh, I'm on Twitch as well if you want to follow me for streams for different things. Etalk UK on Twitch for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, I'll see you next week for episode 6. I don't know what it's going to actually be yet for. I've got... I've got five other options, but I don't know what I'm doing next. But you'll find out next week. So, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.